Hey, great friends. What's happening? It is Thursday. This is Kaplan and crew. We got a lot we're going to get to today, including a lot of you guys hitting me up on social media yesterday, and I'll talk about why you did and, and what happened. So we'll, we'll get into that coming up. Uh, let me thank all of our great teammates, our partners. We appreciate everybody who works with the show. I start off, of course, with our people at 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. Love these people because this is a place to go play cards. Blackjack, poker, other table games. That's what you play when you are at Seven Mile Casino. No big concert venues, no big mega hotels, no wannabe Vegas pool scene. It's blackjack, poker, table games, football games up on the monitors, great food at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, amazing brunch on the weekends. That's Seven Mile Casino, only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego in a smoke-free environment with free and easy parking. Come on out to Seven Mile Casino. You're a winner, baby. And if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, all right, let me talk to everybody here now about our friends at Prize Picks. Browner, did you play it all last night? You play any? No, no, no. I took the night off. I'm working on a formula. And you know what? I'm, I'm this close, y'all. I'm this close. I'm two out of my last three. And that is NBA picks. They like yeah. football, these NBA picks. So I'm two out of my last three. I'm cooking up a formula for y'all. I might share it. I might not. All right. Um, I can tell you this. Um, I have some new copy that was sent to me from our friends at Prize Picks. And listen to this. You can now win up to 100 times your money. Wow. I mean, I play three to one. I play 20 bucks to win 60 bucks. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. So now you could turn $10 into a thousand dollars and with basketball mm. season like browner's talking about and football season with the playoffs coming up this weekend it is uh it is doable man it is really doable so you take a combo of projections across football and basketball from the specials league which is a league created specifically for combo projections and it includes two or more players from different sports or leagues so for example you might take lebron james and you might put him together with travis kelsey at a ten and a half combo of three points made and receptions i'm giving you an example so um, this is an amazing opportunity right now. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts, like we talked about Taco Tuesday earlier this week. And Prize Picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And by the way, here's another thing. Like when you're using your phone and you want to load up your, your account, dude, you can use Apple Pay now. So uh, get, get on it. If you haven't started playing Prize Picks yet, they match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. Let's do it, baby. Prizepicks.com slash great friends prizepicks.com slash great friends. Make that first deposit and let's all play prize picks together. All right, listen, let's get going. We got a great show coming your way. Let's start. Hey, great friends. What's going on? Kaplan and crew on Thursday. Today is January 18th. I had to look, man. Like I, I, I couldn't tell if it was an eight or a six on my computer today, <laughs> January 18th. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown man. We're just taken to the radio airwaves of 1090. We're just taken to the stream of YouTube, uh, all the different audio podcast platforms. And tonight we will be back on television on channel four, San Diego and the entire Cox, your view network. So glad everybody's here on a Thursday. And I'll just start off with this fellas. Quick thank you to everybody who reached out yesterday, whether it was Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, cited, email, text message, you name it. However, you reached out to me yesterday to uh, kind of wish me, uh, I, I don't know if condolences is the right word, or I, I'd say maybe well wishes 
for the fact that my boy Van Pelt got fired by the Browns. And you know that we spent quite a bit of time on that story yesterday afternoon. So for everybody, though, that reached out, I really appreciate that because I think, Alex, you said it really well yesterday. None of us ever cared about the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Then my boy becomes a, you know, an offensive coordinator there. We, we watch, we follow, we get invested in them, you know, cause we're just, we're that close. And uh, now that he's gone from the Browns, that's it done. I'm done with the Cleveland Browns and I will become a fan of whoever he coaches for next. Unless of course it's just, you know, one team, by the way. Yeah. Jumping in early on you. Mm. Mike Tomlin had a press conference this morning mm-hmm. uh, and he welcomed questions about his contract this time. Oh, he says he's in a better mood. Uh, but I thought I, I perked up because what you said yesterday mm-hmm. for AVP, mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin says, we don't have our offensive coordinator in house. That's right. So <laughs> this is kind of a funny thing. And you guys, you know that means you know something. His little, his little, his, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, <laughs> he went stargazing oh, for a solid five seconds. Oh, there. Well, me. well I'll t- here, here's my, here's my I vision. The answers were in the ceiling, sir. Here, here's my vision. And you, Alex, I, I give you credit. You busted me on it yesterday. Here's my vision. My son just moved to Pittsburgh. Today, he accepted a job that starts on Monday. Tomorrow, oh, look at that. without a tie, baby. Shout how about out. that? Oh, yeah. Tomorrow, he, um, he, I think, is moving into his new apartment, which, by the way, is right down uh, by PNC Park. So, you know, where the Pirates play baseball, he's like right in that neighborhood. And so, uh, you know, you got where the Steelers and Pitt plays, the football stadium. You got PNC Park right next door. And then you've got, you know, he's going to be living in the apartments so like right in that neighborhood. And um, if I could, if I could put the universe, I'm going to put this into the universe. I'm going to plant the seed and put it out there into the universe. My boy AVP becomes the offensive coordinator and the play caller of the Steelers. And I know Browner, you're very down on Kenny Pickett. And let's face it, he hasn't given you a whole lot of reason to be up on him. Oh, my Tomlin said there will be competition. Okay, exactly what I was going to say. He's like Kenny's here, but there's others coming. Okay. Well, Kenny Pickett is a is a quarterback who will be going into his third year, who is still on a rookie contract. And the Steelers, probably unlike many of the other teams around the NFL, will have the guts to cut ties if he's not going to would, get to the next contract, you know? I would also like to point out that Mason Rudolph is competition for Kenny Pickett. So, like, that's the level of co- competition that is needed to compete with Kenny Pickett. See, I think, a, I think he was a low I, level. Yeah, he was a healthy scratch for Mason Rudolph in a playoff game. Yeah. So when he says, when Mike Thomas says there will be competition, that's pretty much anybody in the league then can come in. Well, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't. To me, I didn't take it as like they're going to go draft a quarterback. They're going to go sign a veteran quarterback. That just means, yeah, we're go- we probably got to bring three to four quarterbacks to camp next year. And they see, all I, think, have a I thought that, to beat Kenny that out. all signs point to Russell Wilson for me. Ooh. All signs point to Russell Wilson for me for for Pittsburgh. If he shakes, if he shakes loose, uh, unless Bill, if Bill Belichick takes the Atlanta job, which now that's on a second interview, if we look at the landscape, Russell Wilson is either going to go to Atlanta or he's going to go to Pittsburgh because now you're looking at two very stable coaches who don't necessarily have a grasp on the offense that also want to run first, regardless of who the quarterback is. So well, well, wait. I have a question. So, are you saying if Russell Wilson were released by the Broncos, he would? Because that looks like that's what's going to happen. 
Okay, because because I'll tell you right now, you're not Russell, trading for that. Well, well, that's my point is that mm -hmm. Pittsburgh is not going to look at Russell Wilson, and I think Russ is now like 35 years old. Russ is driving right. around in in Rancho Santa Fe right now, listening to us on the radio, going, "You guys need to know this stuff." I think Russ What's is up, like, Russ? 40, "Yo, Russ, my man, what's happening, dog? Um, where's that dang? Where's that danger witch at? Hungry." Yeah, me too. I am hungry too. <laughs> I am hungry. And I was disappointed because you know what? About a week and a half ago, I had this like yearning for Chick-fil-A. And Alex has talked about how great the Chick-fil-A breakfast burrito is. So That's I go solid. to Chick-fil-A. I go there, right? I go through the drive-thru. I'm trying to find it. Where is the Chick-fil-A breakfast burrito? I finally find it. I see it. Eggs, cheese, chicken, hash browns, like all stuffed in the burrito. Me, guilty eater. I'm like, oh, I don't want the hash browns. I order the breakfast burrito. My man comes on the mic and goes, uh, we don't have the breakfast burrito. What? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How could that be? Like, and then Alex Alex just totally scolded me for, for not wanting the, the, ha the, the hash fried browns. hash. Yeah, the, oh, right. so your breakfast burrito went from 800 calories to 700 calories. Oh, sweet. Oh. Wow. I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to Russell. But Wilson. I mean, this is nothing new. We, you, the, you're a bread scooper at Jersey Mike's too. So. I'm, not, I'm, I'm a food guilt guy. I'm, a, I'm assuming you go to the grocery store and get bagel thins ah! instead of full bagels. Bagel thins, yes, and yeah. and also <laughs> uh, when I buy tortillas, I try yeah. and buy like either like a gluten free or like some kind of like low carb. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm trying to do that kind of thing too. Yeah, we're a uh, believe it or not in this household, we are a. Uh, multi-grain blue tortilla chip family oh really blue tortilla mm -hmm. chip mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i sometimes will go with the uh, green tortilla you know i'm not talking about chips i'm talking about the actual tortilla itself so um i don't know if that's like a spinach based tortilla mm -hmm. or something like that have you ever had i know we're getting sidetracked but this is what we do here what up um you ever had bean chips bean tortilla chips so they, um, they like i don't think it's called bean tortilla chips there's no tortilla in it. it's just bean chips mm-hmm solid no no i feel like honestly had... cousin nancy turned me on to those yeah because that's all she only eats healthy stuff it's annoying. right but so we go to her house and she's like oh we're having a barbecue it's like sweet and it's like bean chips and turkey burgers and why, why don't you ask uh cousin nancy to design a uh menu for us um a, a diet and see i i would stick to it if, if somebody mm -hmm. would design the diet for me i would pro i would stick with it it's it's there's a lot I of smoothies in that household yeah, and a lot of zucchini replacement for things. Mm -hmm. Like she'll make a zucchini waffles in the morning, and she's like, "It's like noon," and she's like, "All right, who wants a smoothie?" And it's just like green, green stuff. Yeah. I don't even know what's in it. Well, yeah, I uh, I just recently who wants bought coffee. I I bought just, yeah yeah I bought protein <laughs> waffles. I I bought these protein oh, yeah. waffles that I'm trying to uh, I'm gonna try and go protein waffle Is with those. Kodak butter waffles? I don't know. Um, something like that. Yeah. Kodiak. So, something like that. So I'm trying to go mm -hmm. protein waffle with almond butter as like, you know, I'm trying to find healthy replacements. I'm 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 back into protein powders all of a sudden. In nice. fact, I even went into my pantry closet and went digging deep down into the bottom and found my um blender, like bullet thingy. I and love so, the bullet. Me too. I put it out on the on the um on the countertop. So now it's like mm -hmm. like looking at me. Yeah, I'm, try I'm trying, okay? Because if I'm going to use athletic greens and I'm going to take my vitamins every day and I'm going to work out differently this year and I've, I've also made some adjustments that I haven't really, really talked about on the air, um, but I'm trying to get healthier. I'm trying to clean out the bod. You know, I'm trying to get more focused on what I got cooking. So back to Russell Wilson, since we're talking so, about cooking. Alex Van Pelt, 
Pittsburgh Steelers, offensive coordinator, Russell Wilson. Let's go. So, so if Russell Wilson were an available free agent and you did not have to pay him the contract that he currently has with the Broncos because he's 35 years old, and you'd have to look it up, Alex, because I think that the contract kicks in the this next, year. this upcoming season, and he's Russ is getting paid like 50 million bucks a year, you know? And so and, Russ is just turned 35, and his new deal. Doesn't yeah, it, I guess it kicks in next year. He makes about cap hits 35 million next year. The year after that, the cap hit goes to 55 and a half. Yeah. So if you're the Steelers, you don't want a 35-year-old quarterback who's got a cap hit of 55 million. But mm -hmm. if Russell Wilson were an available free agent and you could give him a three-year contract. And you could do a three-year, $75 million contract, call it $40 million guaranteed. I'm just making up numbers here. Three years, I'd give Russell Wilson a three-year contract because I think Russell Wilson was really um, – I think he was disrespected this year by Sean Payton on many levels. And I think his teammates coming to his defense um, when he was benched told me a lot about how Russ had, um, had kind of – reformed his quarterback leadership skills in Denver. Thanks so, to Sean Payne. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe. When maybe everybody hates the coach, it's easy for the players to get along. Like, maybe. But listen, if I didn't know this about Mike Tomlin, you're telling me something I didn't know. If, if Mike Tomlin said yesterday at his press conference Today. that, oh, it was this morning, mm -hmm. that if uh, the offensive coordinator of the Steelers for next year is currently not in the building, uh, that, that, stands to uh to bode well for my guy avp because um he's here's a, another he's a, here's another just, upside just, to him i'll tell you what one quick little note browner as much as you've been down on kenny pickett van okay. pelt is one of the all-time great quarterbacks in pit history so you know pit pittsburghers love other pittsburghers you know and kenny pickett i'm telling you guys even before he started playing for the steelers he was already sort of like this local legend because of what he had accomplished at pitt so I love the idea or the, the possibility of AVP coaching Kenny Pickett to some sort of Steeler glory. What were you going to get at? I think that is not going to happen. I uh, <laughs> believe Come that. On, Brown. Come on, Brown. What, what gives Van Pelt an edge in this job, too, is that it's inner division. Yes. So therefore, mm. he's bringing secrets of the Cleveland offense to Pittsburgh. Well, so, or or maybe he's bringing secrets to the to the Jim Schwartz Cleveland defense. And by the way, your point is very or. well you're, you're very well made because prior to going to Cleveland, he was coaching in Cincinnati. So you talk about a guy that oh, knows damn. that division in and out. What what's all damn? The Chargers play the Steelers next year, but in Pittsburgh. Hey, if if AVP is the offensive At coordinator, point, we're going. Listen, we got we got a we got a couch. Yeah, we. <laughs> We got, we got are we gonna hey. yeah do we get placed in the uh the sofi top row in pittsburgh or do we get no, no. Seat in pittsburgh? no no we we have we have the 50 yard line suite in pittsburgh i've always wanted to go to that that's one of the stadiums i've always wanted to go to in football that, yeah that, i just yeah, yeah let's go you know what would be really fun is if we next year let's get him hired first then right yeah but you know yeah. you know what would be super fun is if we could find a way to get a pit game on saturday and a steeler game on sunday so uh, one of my really good friends whose grandfather uh, was like the number one construction guy in Pittsburgh, he built that stadium. 
And when he built the stadium, um, there were two suites at the 50 yard line. Um, and, and what he did was cause he was the builder of it all. He bought the suites and then he took down the wall in the middle and made it into one giant suite. And I've been in that suite several times for a lot of different events, whether it was Steeler games, pit games, even one year, remember they had that hockey series. They may still have it where they play outdoors and they set up a rink in a stadium that you would not like they did it at Dodger stadium a few years ago. You remember that in Seattle? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think winter classic, the winter classic, I think, um, I think there's a possibility. Steelers got a great by name, not necessarily by product. Steelers got a great home schedule in 2024. Oh, really? Obviously Mm -hmm. the AFC North, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then Cowboys, the chiefs, the chargers, the giants and the jets. Okay, hold on a second, because this is a free-flowing opening segment today. The Cowboys. Now, I have taken Mm. a lot of crap from everybody on social media for my prediction that Jim Harbaugh will return to Michigan. And he's interviewed with the Chargers, and he's interviewed with the Falcons, and you know he's got this contract waiting for him at Michigan, and he wants this language written, et cetera, et cetera. I'm still holding on to my prediction that Harbaugh is going back to Michigan because I've come this far with the prediction. I might as well stick with the prediction. But I said earlier this week that if I were the Cowboys, I would keep Mike McCarthy for another year. And my reasoning for that was this. McCarthy's in the final year of his contract. Dak Prescott is in the final year of his contract. So you know what? Why fire the coach and keep the quarterback and try and revamp the thing Versus 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 12 and 5. Yes, it's true. The Cowboys have been knocked out of the playoffs two of the last three years, and they've lost at playoff games at home. True. All, all facts. But I would still rather try one more time with McCarthy and Prescott in their final year of their contract than fire the coach, bring in a new coach, new philosophy, new staff, new offense, all this kind of nonsense. I would just say, you know what? Let's give it one more try. Let's run it back. And here, everybody knows the deal. If if the Cowboys next year don't exceed where they've been, coach gets fired, quarterback hits free agency. And yeah, that's kind of that, – was that surprising to everybody that McCarthy's coming back? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Still yeah, can't believe I, it. I, I, I 100% envision this exact same thing happening to the Cowboys next year. I think they're talented enough to be a playoff team. They're talented enough to lose in the wild card round yet again. Like I just Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones loves control. He has full one hundred percent control over Mike McCarthy. If he tells Mike McCarthy to do something, Mike McCarthy is going to do it. That was the only thing that I thought would have kept that job for Mike McCarthy because you can't bring in Bill Belichick and tell him what to do. But that's going to be very difficult because he has far more hardware than you do. You're not bringing him in to tell him what to do. You're bringing him in so he can tell you what to do. And I think Jerry Jones and, and Stephen Jones, they like to have a grip on the football team, on the organization as a whole. And I think that's what Jerry values. And if he can have a head coach who will let him do that while being successful, I think Jerry prefers that over somebody who is like Jimmy Johnson and doesn't want any input from him other than when do the checks show up. So I, I'm, su- I, I'm surprised I, by that, but I'm not blown away. I disagree. I, I really okay. do. I, here's my okay. here's where here's where I'm pushing back. I think that when you look at the Steelers, back to where we started this conversation, what makes the Steelers different than most organizations in the NFL is their 
loyalty and commitment. They love Mike Tomlin. They've hired him. He's been their coach 17 years. They believe in him. He's never not had a winning season. I grant you it's one Super Bowl championship, a second Super Bowl appearance, and a bunch of playoff wins or a bunch of playoff games that haven't been wins. And, and the Steelers are no further ahead now, but they like organizational consistency. They don't want to start all over again. And I think that Jerry Jones has has blown through coaches. I guess if we were to go back and look at it, um, this is off the top of my head. When Jerry Jones took over the Cowboys, it was um, Jimmy Johnson. First, he got rid of he, first he got rid of um, Tom Landry. Then he hired Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson turned into Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer turned into Bill Parcells, I think. Bill Parcells turned into oh my gosh, now I'm going to get lost before Jason Garrett. Who is who is I mean Parcells was a long time ago. Parcells is 15 years ago. Who's after Parcells? Who's before Jason Garrett? Um, Who is I, before I, Jason Garrett? I guess my point is, is this. If we looked at Jerry Jones since the early 90s when he or the late 80s, whenever he took over the Cowboys, and we look at the number of coaches, I'll bet you that it's two to three times as many coaches as the Steelers have had. And I think if you're Jerry Jones, you go, look, we're 12 and five every year. We're good. We're making the playoffs. We're winning at home. Uh, Wade Phillips. Oh, I forgot about Wade Phillips. So, so how's it go? It goes. Did I have my chronology right so far? Did I have that? The I don't know, man. Did I have it? What'd you say? Is Jimmy Johnson? Jimmy, then Barry Switzer, then Parcells. No, you missed Chan Gailey. Oh and gosh, Dave Campo. Okay, yep. Then Bill Parcells, then Wade okay. Phillips, then Jason Garrett, then Mike McCarthy. How many? How many coaches? In total, nine. Okay, okay. So you see that right there, the Cowboys in Jerry Jones' tenure of ownership which has been 30 years, the Cowboys have had three times as many coaches as the Steelers have had in the history of their organization, which spans 50, 60 years, whatever but, that, that means. But, but my biggest pushback, mm -hmm. he gave Jason Garrett a decade. Mm-hmm. And he didn't mm, learn from it. And he didn't learn from that. Like, so... I understand. He's coach for 10 years. 10 seasons, bro. Wow. 10 wow. seasons. You, it, wow. it blows my mind, but think about it, man. Think about what year it is, first of all. Like, that's what's bending our brains probably more than anything. It's 2024. Wade Phillips was there in 2006. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like, Jason Garrett took over in 2010, was there for 10 years and did nothing. Right. He had nothing. his consistency. He had his top roster. He had the best offensive line. He had incredible skill position players. He still has it, but now it was going to be a year older, and you got another coach that is not going to take you over the top. Okay, Mike but McCarthy wasn't able years. to take. The, what's that? It's only four years, though. I mean, McCarthy's How only been there need? three. It's only been there. How many three. you need? You've been in the playoffs three times. You've been I know, eleven. And I come. Whatever. I also come from a very soccer perspective of this whole thing, where in soccer they change coaches like underwear. So I'm just down for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Like it's let's go. Let's just right, move well, on. You you know what's working, you know what's not. Well, let's do this. Uh Eric Williams from Fox Sports will join us next. It's his first appearance on the show of the new year. He Eric was in Williams Kansas City, by the way. Oh, dude. I wonder if he's thought out yet. Eric Williams, <laughs> FoxSports.com. We'll jump into this full conversation coming right back. This is Kaplan and Crew. We're in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com, and we're just getting going.
Hey, great friends, Thursday afternoon, Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And as I mentioned at the end of the last segment, Eric Williams from FoxSports.com is going to join us. He'll jump into the conversation we were having. Uh, it started out with uh, Mike Tomlin saying earlier today at a Steelers press conference, his offensive coordinator is currently not on his staff. We know we, we, we got our fingers crossed. We know who we're rooting for. Um, and then it turned into, uh, you know, the Cowboys keeping Mike McCarthy, which I predicted and I was alone on that. So right now I'm one for one. Once Jim Harbaugh goes back to Michigan, I'm going to be two for two. Ooh, oh, if. yeah. Right. So here's Eric Williams <laughs> from FoxSports.com, or I'm going to look really dumb and the Charger fans are all going to come for me. Eric oh, Williams. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah, afternoon, guys, Eric. How are you, man? You guys are people coming after the pitchforks if, if that happens. Oh, dude! They told me they're gonna. They told me they're gonna burn me down. That's what they told me on, on Twitter. They said if if Harbaugh takes the Chargers' job, we're coming for you, Kaplan. Now, mm-hmm. Eric. I, By the way, mm. like I would say, it would be the equivalent. Like this is as close to Charger fans winning a Super Bowl as like that they'd ever gotten to. Like their feeling of getting Jim Harbaugh. I can right. only imagine what our our messages and notifications and DMs are going to look like from all the Charger lovers. Like it's going to be some real vitriol coming our way. All eight of them bots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric, so let let me jump in with this. Start us off with this. Um, number one, what do you think about the Harbaugh situation? What what if you had mm-hmm. to make a prediction? Okay, um, where do you think it all ends up? How's it shake out? Yeah, I, I think he ends up coaching there. I mean, it just seems like that's what everybody involved wants at this point. It seems like he wants to to move on from Michigan. He's kind of accomplished what he wanted to accomplish there in terms of winning a national title and bringing that program back to prominence. He can only go down from there in terms of what's happening at Michigan. Um, I think he wants to be in the West Coast, you know, where he, he's been before and, and comfortable. Uh, understands the the Spanos family and the situation with the Chargers. I think it's a good landing spot for him. I think he'll get the control that he wants in terms of being able to lead an organization and kind of set it up with how his brother has his setup in Baltimore. Uh, sounds like he's he, he might have a GM that was with the Ravens and is familiar with you know their structure and their system. Has a quarterback, you know, which a lot of people, uh, you know believe that the Chargers is the number one gig because of having Herbert there. Uh, it just seems like everything lines up for him to be there. But that said, he has, you know, dipped his toe with a couple different teams in the past and, and went back to Michigan for, for mo- more money. So, you know, I, but I think, I think the fact that he did hire an agent in, in ye means that he's, he's, he's serious about, you know, the NFL. And, and I think this is the best opportunity for him. Mm. See, I push back on all of that with this. Um, I think he hires Yi to scare Michigan into thinking that he's ready to leave. Mm-hmm. I think that he hires Yi to create leverage by visiting the Chargers, visiting the Falcons. Mm-hmm. He is he is um he is Michigan. You know, he is Bo Schembechler. His dad was on that Bo Schembechler staff. Um, I, I played for his father in college, and and he has told us many times that the biggest mistake he ever made in his career was leaving Michigan to go to Stanford uh, mm-hmm. because he was trying to elevate his career, but he, he left and he should never have done that. That was Jack's you know opinion. Nonetheless, okay. um, I just think that Harbaugh is trying to position himself um, to make sure that if for some reason 
Michigan had to fire him because of whatever NCAA investigation or whatever, right. that he's getting that Jimbo Fisher buyout from Texas A&M, you know, um, and he's trying to protect himself. So you may be right and you may be proven right and I may be proven wrong and I may have egg all over my face, but I'm still believing that Harbaugh stays at Michigan. And 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 that may might might be right as well, Kaplan. But I think a couple of different things. I think the college landscape is much different than when Bo Schembechler, uh, Bo was was coaching at Michigan. So I think that's part of it. You look at NIL and all the recruiting and uh, the pressure that you have on a yearly basis to to win a title. And I think the other thing is is his brother's got a Super Bowl ring. You know, so when you go to that family dinner table. Somebody is, is a little higher than the other in terms of the pecking order. And so I think that's something that, you know, maybe he wants to chase a little bit. I'll do it. I'll bring it up. I thought we would have got here a lot sooner. Spano's going to pony up. <laughs> and well, how much? Listen, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the question, too. But I, how, much? how much? I think that question's been answered by the fact that he interviewed. I think all that's kind of been talked about before you go in there and and, and, and start talking about whether or not it's a fit. I think you've already kind of discussed the parameters of, of, of money and, and what it's going to take to well, I, tire I'll, I'll, him. That, at least that from my perspective. I'll push back like this. There's nothing stopping me from going to the Ferrari store and, and test driving a car. That don't mean I can buy one. <laughs> like I, if, if Jim Harbaugh's represent, if Don Yee, who has a relationship with the Chargers, right. tells the Chargers, hey, Jim wants to interview, of course they're gonna like be like we're gonna say no, like of course, like I I genuinely like Browner's been saying it nonstop. What my I guess counterpoint is, the Chargers for the last three coaches, and if you want to throw Norvin there, I know he wasn't a first time coach, but you know, hmm? the last three coaches have been first time head coaches. They've right. been not successful. Or say the C word. They've, they've all had the exact same success. Say right? the C word. If they don't pony up for Harbaugh, will they ever pony up for anybody? Yeah, I mean, you're right, and I, I think that they will because of the situation that they're in. You know, they're going to a, a brand-new practice facility in El Segundo, uh, so it's much better than the situation they have right now in Costa Mesa, and I think they want to they wanna begin that on, on the right foot in terms of having a legitimate coach that can, that can help them chase the Super Bowl and help them compete with the Rams in that market. And so I think Harbaugh is the guy, you know, some people mentioned Pete Carroll uh, on social media. I don't see that as a good fit. I don't think Pete would, would be a good fit for the Chargers organization, having covered him in the past. I know that he's an L.A. guy and a name in the market and all that. But the bottom line in L.A. is I think you have to have sustainable winning. You got to win one, two, three chips in order to, to, to gain ground there. And so I think Harbaugh has the the coaching chops to be able to do that. So what I'm saying is mm. you've been around this business. You've seen people use these interviews for money. And that's what mm -hmm. I think this is. He's using them for money. And because Don, Yee has a relationship with them. This is like, Hey, you do me a solid at eh, wink, wink. You can go out there and say, you interviewed Jim Harbaugh. You kicked the tires on it. So now you look like an organization who's doing mm -hmm. your due diligence. Cause you have an opening and he's the hottest candidate. So I don't necessarily see this as a, uh, uh, they can't afford it or they're willing. They can afford it. They don't want to pay it. I think that's what I, that's what I want to say. I'm not saying they don't have the money. They're rich people, period. They're like, but amongst billionaires, maybe not, but amongst people, 
They're rich, so they can afford it if they want to find the money for him. I don't think they want to do that. Well, their history they've says they've never haven't. done that. Right, right. History says that they won't. Remember a couple years ago when Tom Brady was out there shopping, the Chargers were one of the teams that were were interested in bringing Brady along. And again, Brady's agent is Don Yee, uh, so he was the person negotiating. I do know that they were interested in, in having Brady, but it takes two to tango. And like you said, is Harbaugh interested in the gig? Right. Or does he want to go back to Michigan or does he want to go somewhere else? So I, I think, you know, a lot of it depends on, on what Harbaugh wants in terms of compensation and not only compensation control. I think that's the, the key word. How much control is he going to have over mm-hmm. personnel and the team and what happens? I think he's going to have he's going to have to have total control. You know, is, is John going to be willing to give that up? Right. Um, let me ask you this question. If the Dallas Cowboy job were open and the Cowboys wanted Harbaugh mm-hmm. and Harbaugh wanted control, can he gain control in Dallas? No. Jerry's not giving up control in okay. Dallas. So 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 why why would we assume that John Spanos and the Spanos family would ever give up control because this is who they are. This is what they do. There's no Lombardis in the mantle uh, at Chargers headquarters. There's some Lombardis in the mantle with the Cowboys. Yeah. And so I think that's that's the different you know, difference is, is is success. I mean, obviously the, the Cowboys have struggled of late, but they do have his success in their history. Where you look at the Chargers, um, you can't really say that. Pretty wild this offseason with coaching. You had eight openings, Man. now seven. You're talking about Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh. Even mm-hmm. for a second there, we thought Mike Tomlin might be gone. You're looking at the Eagles. Yeah. Maybe the Eagles might make a change. This is like the craziest coaching offseason ever. Yeah, it's unprecedented. And when I was on with you guys last week, I had mentioned the possibility that maybe Pete Carroll would move on. And part of the, my reasoning was I just thought there were going to be too many uh, people that are, are 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 wanted on the market. And if you want your guy, this was the year to kind of get them because there were so many talented coaches that were going to be available. And I think that's that's what happened. I mean, Carroll, he went nine and eight. But when you look at that team, it just kind of looked like they, they were stagnant. And now was the time to really go find the guy that you wanted to be uh, the heir apparent to, to Carroll, whether that's Dan yeah. Quinn or or Rabel's out there now. I mean, there's a lot of names uh, that – that could make sense for Seattle and other teams. Before we get to uh, the playoffs this weekend, because I do want to ask you about your experience in Kansas City, but real quick, um, Tyler Higby tears his ACL. Kyron Williams breaks his hand. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Rams lose a close one. Jared Goff gets his revenge, whatever. Detroit gets their first playoff win in 30 plus 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, any update on the availability, I guess, for next year for either of them? Well, Higby, I think it's ACL and MCL tear. So he's has a nine to 12 month recovery. He's probably going to begin uh, the season on the pup list. And you feel bad for, for how he was injured with that low hit that, you know, some people feel is dirty, but you know, if you're a defensive back, that's really the only place you can hit a guy now because they don't want you going up top because of the concussion issue mm-hmm. and the fines that you'll receive for hitting somebody high. So it sucks. That dude got but, my boy too. That same he, guy got, got my yes. That same dude got my boy TJ Hawkins in the exact same way. I don't know. I, Captain, I what do you dirty. think about it? I didn't think it was dirty because I thought it was I thought it was a very dangerous throw. I mean, he has to go up and extend, and you know, you you're giving up your body and the defensive back is coming at you. And 
you know, I, I just, I just didn't like when I saw that hit, I wasn't like, that's a dirty play. And you're trying to hurt that guy. Did, did you, you guys, guys see the, uh, did you guys see the clip on NFL films from Matthew Stafford? Yeah. I, no. I have, I have it. Here you go. Stafford flips his hips, wings one middle, bobbled, and cut down Tyler Higby in dangerous play. Stafford was not happy about the hey! celebration by Kirby hey! Joseph either. Hey, that's a good hit. That's a good hit. You dirtiest. Go and you know it. You dirtiest. It's been on tape. I've seen it. Hey, it's been on tape. You're right. You're right. Oh, man. Wow. The Lions, well, I, the Lions play dirty. The Bears played the Lions twice. That linebacker with all that hair, multiple mm-hmm. late hits on Justin Fields, low hits on engaged engaged people. Like, listen, they play super hard. They play old school football, and that crosses the line more times than people are comfortable with in modern day football. Was it dirty? Just, did you think it was dirty? I mean, I, I'm just I'm only talking about real time. In real time, I was like, he's hurt. There's no doubt about it. But I, I just thought it was a very dangerous throw, as JB Long said in the in the broadcast. We just heard dangerous throw. Yeah, it was a hospital ball. I mean, it was a high throw over the middle, which is you want to be able to protect your player. Um, that's the way that you have to hit people if you're a defensive back in the league these days, because of again, you can't go high and 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 you don't want the fines. I didn't like the flexing afterwards. I mean, yeah, guys right. hurt, like you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah, you hit them, you go on back to the the, the huddle. Um, but I didn't have a problem with the hit and, and, you know, if you're Stafford, you know, put the ball in his body. So he, so he can protect himself. I think fans and media need to remember that at the end of the day, people get hurt in this game. Yeah. Like it's, and, and I'm not saying it's okay. It's part of the game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're not playing golf out there. You know, like they're physical, they're, they're going to tackle each other. And sometimes players get hurt in a playoff game. And and the way the NFL is trying to moderate hits to the head and basically calling anything near the head unless you're Justin Fields a penalty, like then you got to go low. That's this is what it is. That's yeah. the that but sometimes and unfortunately players get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh Eric Williams is here from foxsports.com and uh jumping into all things about the NFL uh, upcoming divisional round weekend and all the coaching moves and everything else. Um Eric, you were in Kansas City last week and uh, we're mm-hmm. talking about hits. I've never seen ever. Pat I've never seen anything like what happened to Patrick Mahomes and his helmet cracking in the middle of a game. Um, Alex had this video earlier in the week. It was so cold there. You would know better than us. It was so cold there that this woman had gone to a vending machine at the stadium. Mm. She took a smart water out of the vending machine. It's 40 degrees or whatever it is in the machine. It's, it's liquid. She pulls it out of the machine and it's now in the air, you know, and it turns into a block of ice, like a science experiment right in front of us. Um, a, have you thought out from your experience in Kansas city? I mean, we're a week later. Oh, here's the video. Check this out, dude. This is look at this. She literally takes it out of the refrigerator and it becomes a block of ice. That is insane. Eric, how was it from where you were? I'm sure you were in the press box. I'm sure they had the heat on, but <laughs> but how was it in person? It, it was cold. I'd, I'd never been that cold in my life, to be honest. I, I went out just to see the people tailgating because I was amazed that they were out there trying to barbecue when it was minus five or whatever. Um, and talk to a couple people. I tried to take some phone, uh, some pictures with my cell phone, and I had my gloves off for like five minutes, and my my hands started hurting. I'm like, yeah, it's time for me to go inside. Yeah, there you go. That is a, one of the pictures I took. Um, and my phone shut off. That guy doesn't even look cold. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. He's good. I mean, I, you know, I don't know how many layers they have on. Um, and then seeing people coming into the stadium. You're right. I was in the press box. It was it was 70 degrees there. I was good. 
but you know, blankets, uh, coats, I mean, scuba gear, anything you can imagine to layer up. I think they were using uh, cardboard to get underneath their feet so they didn't slip. Um, but the stadium for the most part was packed. I mean, people were, you know, people were there to watch the game. I mean, those, those people in Kansas city, that's, that's, they're used to it. That's how they roll. Um, a couple Did of the places that, that the I've weather, been, do you think the weather really, really changed the dolphins? If, like, Oh like yeah. The way yeah, they yeah. played. Yeah. It was obvious, right? Like on TV, it was obvious, but like there, no, they'd be even more obvious. They didn't want that smoke. They wanted to be next to the heater. <laughs> I mean, you know, look at the way Tua played. I mean, uh-huh. and, you know, guys, you, you couldn't really see their speed on the field because they were they were cold, you know, and they, they couldn't play like they normally could. I've said this before. Cow- the cold has made a coward out of many men. And at this point, I cannot be alone. Alex can't be alone in this. You're in it. You talk to people. Is it time for every stadium below the Sun Belt to get a dome stadium? Uh, no. no. What? I, I I still feel like uh, I mean that's that's part of a home field advantage is 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 you know when you go to Seattle it, it it's gonna it's gonna rain you know when you go to Green Bay you know frozen tundra I mean that's kind of the expectation of of being in that environment I don't like the fact that Detroit has a, a dome and Minnesota has a dome I mean I like it as a, a person working there. Um, but you know, you're talking about playing. I mean, that's, that's your advantage, right? Like if, yeah. if you're Miami win more games, I mean, that, that, that solves it. Get, so you or can beat the bills games. week 18 at home. Yeah. I just think is we're eventually, I, in my opinion, I don't think what Browner says is feasible, but what I do think, and I've said it before on the show, I think not only is the Super Bowl going to be neutral site, but I right. think that NFC and AFC championships will be neutral site, and eventually all playoffs will be neutral site. Maybe, but I, I like, like you said, having those high level games in a neutral environment where right. we're, we're not concerned yeah. about. Weather. Right. I do agree with that, and that was the frustrating thing with the game in Arizona with all the slipping on the field. You're like, this isn't, you know, why are we not indoors really- if you're slipping? Yeah, like we're not really seeing everybody at their best because right. the field conditions are bad, and so that it should be a pristine environment for the Super Bowl. I would agree. With you. Are you, are you an MVP voter? I am not. Okay, but if you were, there's only one vote. There's only one vote. Come it's, on, man. It's, no, Lamar. It's, Lamar. it's Lamar. I mean, you, okay. it. you can't really. But you go. Yeah. You got to vote one, two, three, right? That's how it works, don't you? I vote? believe you have to vote one, two, or three. So for me, what? it probably would yeah. be. I think I would go Lamar. I think I'd go McCaffrey too. And then, um, I I know what Tyreek? you're gonna say. Oh, okay, Tyreek. <laughs> you thought I was gonna say Birdie. That's, that's, uh, yeah. no, I was like, Tyreek. I was gonna say Birdie. That's yeah. one of the most progressive ballots ever uh, to go quarterback, running back, receiver. But I think the year that they all had is 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 just valid. look. Just look at the production when you couldn't use these dudes of that person. Look at Purdy's production when you couldn't use McCaffrey. Look at Tua's production when things got difficult. Right. Look at his production. Therefore, the answer is Lamar. Not even I would close. Have, I would have been that. You know how like when people win unanimously, but like one guy doesn't vote for the obvious yeah, pick. Right. I would have. I would have been ridiculed yeah. nationally when I put Trent Williams number one for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's important to their offense. <laughs> Very important to that offense to that hey, team. Eric. Eric, before you go, and we only got like like 45 seconds, um, just a thought on the Seahawks, because what really bothers me about Pete Carroll being kind of pushed out is John Schneider, the, the GM, like now I'm in charge. Like, bro, Pete Carroll raised you, bro. 
Like, I don't know. Something <laughs> rubs me wrong about that situation. What do Double you think? Bro. You got 30 seconds. Double, Double bro. bro. Uh, I have a lot of respect for John uh, and having covered that team for six seasons, I know how important he was to where that franchise got to. I mean, Russell Wilson was his guy. He was the guy he scouted and, and wanted for that team. Um, so there's a lot of players that he scouted and his group scouted that they would bring to Carroll and Carroll would say yes or no. So he was an important part of, of building that, that group. And now he gets the opportunity to lead it, which I think it makes sense in my opinion. Um, so I don't think Snyder was being disrespectful, but I think he's, I think he's been frustrated that he doesn't have the kind of control that he would have liked when he initially took the job and, and they had hired Carroll first and Carroll hired him. Eric Williams from FoxSports.com. We could keep going all day long, but we've run out of time. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Eric, thank you so much for the time. Great insight. Awesome conversation. Everybody stay right where you are. We got more to come. All right, great friends. Hey, I want to uh, take a quick time out here, and I want to thank our friends from Athletic Greens, AG1. Today is my day nine or 10. I guess I should freaking know. Um, I'm on a 30-day challenge. Really what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to make it the entire month of, uh, of January where I take Athletic Greens every single day. So this morning, for example, I got up super early. I popped out of bed. I had a cup of coffee. I started working out. And then I got done and right into Athletic Greens. The 75 vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, and probiotics, I don't take vitamins. And I don't get enough nutrients out of the food because my diet kind of isn't so great. So I take AG1 every day. What you do is this. You buy a subscription to AG1. They send you five free travel packs. They come in just like this, and they come in an individual package. And they send you the one-year supply of vitamin D, which my doctor tells me I'm, I'm vitamin D deficient. I really need more of it. So I take the drop, and I put it in every day. Shake it up in the bottle, and bam. So 12 ounces of water, it's going to cost you less than a cup of coffee every day, and it's going to be really good for your health. And it's going to, you say, well, what are the effects? Number one, any movement issues, boom, gone, okay? Number two, clarity of mind, energy, sustained energy all day. Try it. See if, if you find the same results that I find. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Hey, big shout out to my guy, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. If you were with us yesterday during the uncensored portion of the podcast, uh, Alex and I and Browner were all having a conversation about Alex possibly moving to Temecula and, you know, what he could sell his place for in North Park versus what he could play, uh, buy a big house for up in uh, Temecula. So if you have questions like these, and if you're thinking about stuff like this, talk to Gary, 858-376-1299 for Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty. And lastly, hey, coming up today on the uncensored portion of the podcast, if you love weed, stick around because our man, Charlie, the chief marketing officer from Tory Holistics will be with us. And he's going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff that I think you're going to have interest in. 20% savings when you use our promo code BETTERBUD, and you'll hear more about this during the Uncensored. Let's get back to the show. All right, great friends. Hey, what's happening? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. It is Thursday afternoon. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. And... Um, we got a lot more. We haven't even like scratched the surface really of today's show. Thanks to Eric Williams from FoxSports.com for coming by. Great conversation as always. And uh, Eric will be with us through the remainder of the football season. So uh, can I jump in with something very, uh, I think, important to a member of the show? Okay. Who, which uh, member of the show? Which one? Yeah. Top left of the screen. If you're okay. watching big Brown oh. Init oh. initials, initials JB. Mm -hmm. oh. um, so, when Brady Hoke retired, 
Brady. Okay. There this was one guy that the that said John Browner wanted the Aztecs to hire. There was one guy he just wouldn't shut up about the Aztecs hiring. They need this guy. This is the guy for the Aztecs. This is the guy. Yes. Wait, don't tell me. Don't because I'm trying to think of who it is. Who did he want? Um, it had to be. I'm sure it had to be something on offense. Had to be. Yeah. I mean, it had to be. Was and it, it had to, it had to be something like related to like a high fly. Oh wait. Was it like a Marshall Falk, maybe? No. No, man. No, I'm sure, I'm no. Trying to think. I'm trying to think, man. I don't remember. But I know he wanted high-flying offense. He wants – Yeah, he wanted Young. He wanted uh, some, someone that coached Heisman winners. He wanted a guy mm -hmm. that's available. He wanted representation? a Representation? Mm -hmm. No. Representation. Not this Not time. representation. Not representation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, Browner, do you know what Alex is – you you remember? Because I don't remember. Now, exactly. I remember what he's talking about when it comes to the Senegal State yeah. head coach. I have no idea yeah. what – I'm about to connect a lot of dots for you, Browner, and you're not going to like just, any of the dots that I'm connecting. He told me not to look it up, so I didn't look it up, yeah. so I'm trusting him. But he's really okay. dragging this thing out. No, he's not. I, I no, was wasn't. The one that Scott's was, dragging yeah, it out. I'm the one who's trying to guess it. So he he wanted young. He wanted guy who coached Heisman Trophy winners. For the state right. job. Right. Um, as a yeah. matter of fact, I think um, one of the guys that I think we right away mentioned was um, – Oh, the former Cardinals coach who was with Air, uh, with USC. Um, yes. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. Cliff Kingsbury. Cl Cliff Correct. Kingsbury. That's yeah, exactly that's who I'm talking about. And that's where I'm going. Well, you might get him, Browner. For with the Bears. With the Bears. Because uh -oh. Adam Schefter is reporting that Cliff Kingsbury, and I'm going to connect lots of dots for you right now, because where's he coaching? Who did he just coach? Oh, Caleb listen. Williams. Cliff at USC. Kingsbury is now interviewing for the Bears offensive coordinator position. Cliff Kingsbury, who is the quarterback's senior offensive assistant at USC, with who? Mm -hmm. with Caleb, Caleb Williams. Mm -hmm. And which team has the number one overall pick? Mm -hmm. Oh, the mm -hmm. team he's interviewing in Chicago. For now. Mm -hmm. For now. Ooh. For now. Listen, but it, the tides I, turn. It would make news. sense. It would make sense, though. Like if, if okay, let's just put connecting the dots. If you're the Bears, mm -hmm. the number one pick. Mm -hmm. And you're and you're ready to give up on Justin Fields, not because mm -hmm. Justin Fields doesn't have potential, just because you're thinking to yourself, we think for a lot of reasons. For a we, lot of reasons, right? We think Caleb Williams is the next Lamar Jackson. We think he's the next Patrick Mahomes. So why would we not take this opportunity? It'd be a big mistake if we don't take the guy. So okay, guess what? We're gonna hold on to the number one pick. There's been all these thoughts that that Caleb Williams doesn't want to play for the Bears organization. But wait a second, how could we make him? feel comfortable and welcome well we've interviewed him or we've talked to his dad or we've talked to his agent he really loves cliff kingsbury and this is all hypothetical he thinks he's a great coach he's and if, and if cliff kingsbury were the offensive coordinator of the bears now all of a sudden being the number one overall pick and going to chicago seems very attractive to me i'm caleb williams talking this out Th those are some interesting dots connected uh for me Thanks for wasting my time with this breaking news. This is bad news for me. This would be a sign. This would be a time though. This would this would be a not a massive sign, but this would be a good indication that they are going to draft Caleb Williams. And I don't want them to do that because Correct. I don't believe that they are one Caleb Williams away from being successful. I think the Chicago Bears are from being a perennial contender. They're multiple players away. And to do that, you need multiple first round picks. And you need multiple free agents. You can win with Justin Fields if you take Caleb Williams. Okay, you are going to basically reset everything on a coach with one year left on his contract. 
you're going to bring in a guy who's the one-year offensive coordinator, and if that's Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury and the offense works under Caleb Williams, you know what people are going to say. Oh, well, we can't lose Cliff Kingsbury, so right. you got to fire the coach. coach. Right, he becomes so, your head coach. Right, and so then now you're in this blender mix of all this other stuff again. I like King, King, Cliff Kingsbury as the San Diego State head coach. <laughs> I don't want him as the Chicago Bears head coach. So are you well, ready? So, so are you ready, Browner? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to give up the Bears fandom and follow Justin Fields like you proclaimed you would do on this show? Hypothetically, you know, Justin Fields leaves the Bears. You ready for this one, Browner? Fields no. leaves the Bears. Fields no, goes to the Fields goes to the Steelers. Wow, this would be the biggest Steelers show of all time. Bro, oh, man. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. What you mean? What? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, please. There's going to be a big old Fields jersey back here, bro. So next, if that happens, if that happens next year, I'm taking football. I'm taking football season off. I can't be a Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, bro. This is going to be a Steelers show. It was already hard enough to, it was already hard enough to, to listen about the Browns every day. Now I got double, double dip on the Steelers. Oh, yeah. Man, let oh, me yeah. tell you something. Mike Tomlin, my head coach, <laughs> there's going to be a terrible towel swinging around this boy. Terrible you, towels. Well, you get Justin Fields and Mike Tomlin. Man, listen, I might, whew, I might burst on this show. Mm. Don't I would do tell that. you this. I would tell you this. If I were the Bears, um, I actually think they're onto something here. Now, um, look, you may not think Cliff Kingsbury is a great coach. I don't. I don't have a, I don't have a perception of Cliff Kingsbury being this great coach. But I will right. say this, he has been an NFL head coach, mm -hmm. not overly successful, by the way, mm -hmm. but he has been an NFL head coach. Offense was. Um, yeah, he, he, he's, he's coached. I got to go back and look at his history, but I want to say that he coached Baker Mayfield at one point yep. in college. I'm pretty Tyler much Murray. sure he coached um, Patrick Mahomes in Texas Tech, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts, where, where do you have Jalen Hurts? I'm sorry. That was that's the USC coach. Now that was my bad. Yeah, um, yeah right. They that's look Link exactly Riley. the same. So yeah, but mm -hmm. but I think but I think if you look at if you look at Kingsbury, I think he had Mahomes and Baker Mayfield uh, at, at Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Yeah, yeah. Before and Mayfield transferred, he went straight to Arizona where he had where he had Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray. Right. right. So I, I guess what I'm thinking is is that this doesn't sound like a terrible idea. Now, Brown, I understand your point as a Bears. I fan, like Cliff Kingsbury, the offensive the coordinator. coordinator. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but, but again, if, if, if what has been said is true and it's just been said, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. If what's been said is true, which is that Caleb Williams was reluctant to even announce that he was coming out of USC because he doesn't want to go to the bears. If the bears found out, Hey, you know what? If we hire Kingsbury, that makes him comfortable. That makes him happy. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? If, if Eberflus doesn't work out, we just elevate, um, Kingsbury, because he's already got the head coaching experience, you know, it doesn't I put it this way. If I had to take my chance right now, if you gave me the opportunity to say, hey, Justin Fields, three years in the NFL, you've seen what he's been able to do, or Caleb Williams, two years at USC, you watched him carefully, you've seen what he can do. Which of these two guys do you think has greater upside? My answer is Caleb Williams. My answer is Justin Fields. Because you... Here's here's why I would take Justin Fields because I've seen him with almost no help be productive in Chicago. To me, quarterbacks wins and losses is not a quarterback stat; that's a head coach stat. So I don't blame Caleb Williams for the losses at USC. What I look at Caleb Williams versus top teams in college football, 
versus Justin Fields when he was coming out versus top teams in football. And Caleb Williams has not been what you would expect a person of his projected caliber to be against good competition. So, and I know USC didn't have any defense, but I'm not, and that's what I'm saying. This is why I'm not putting the losses on him. I'm just looking at it from a statistical uh, 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 picture. I think that Justin Fields has shown with the proper coaching and placement around him that he can be a winning quarterback. How do we know that? When when has he shown that? When has he had proper coaching? When has he had, I'm just curious. The last last seven games of the season when he came back from injury, Justin Fields was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL from a statistical perspective. For, from a statistical standpoint. So you like Matt Eberflus because he gave him proper coaching. I like Matt Eberflus because he got the defense to turn around once you actually got him real-life, human-breathing NFL players. Period. Uh, so, Justin Fields, go ahead. No, I just saying, like, we're going to – this can – this is going to go. Because yeah, Browner's not, no, I'm time. saying, like, Browner's not going to be convinced about Justin Fields. Right. Correct. So I do want to I do want to move on to something that I think is in the same realm of coaching and also equally to impo- as important to people listening to this show. Okay. More breaking news. Okay. Oh. Hold on to your butts, like Samuel L. Jackson said in Jurassic Park, because the Chargers have a new interview that they just finished. Oh, really? Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> Not Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> Brady Hoke? <laughs> Not Brady Hoke. <laughs> but I'll, I, think, I think a name. Give me a hint. Black guy, not a first-time head coach. Okay, not a first-time head coach. All right, so so now we black guy, white guy. I need to know. White guy, white guy. Oh, I know who it is. White guy, not a first-time head coach. Dan Quinn. Yep, not Dan Quinn. Not Dan Quinn. That was my guy. I believe Dan Quinn just interviewed for the Panthers. Yes, I remember his name. Frank Reich. Not Frank Reich. Good guess. Okay. How about Mm. this? Don't tell me Bill Belichick. No. Oh, ooh, don't tell! Don't tell me Josh McDaniels. Not Josh McDaniels. Bill O'Brien. Pete Not Carroll. Bill O'Brien. Think, Matt Patricia. Think a little outside of the the think Patriots, Matt but Patricia. outside yeah. of no Matt the Patricia. think Patriots way, but not Vrabel. Oh, Mike Vrabel. There you go, Mike Vrabel. This is his first interview uh, since he's been fired by the Titans. He interviewed. He's in L.A. today. Interviewed with the Chargers. Okay, that to Who me likes that? makes that a makes lot sense. more sense. Okay, let that me tell you that. Let me tell you something right now. That's like a that's like a mini hardball right there. Right. Dog. You know what? Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> the the thing the reason Vrabel makes sense for the Chargers is this: he's not a first time head coach. He's been somewhat successful in Tennessee, and he had uh, Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback, not Justin Herbert as his quarterback and Marcus um, Mariota, right? Yeah. And you that, know what? Yeah. And, and, and you know what the chargers really, really need from their next head coach. To they kind of attitude. You know, they that's right. What what the chargers need <laughs> to be is, cheap. Is that what he said? Yeah. That's what he <laughs> yeah. said. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, and by the way, you're not too far off because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. The chargers need what the lions needed. The lions needed toughness. They needed yeah. physical play. They needed attitude. And Dan Campbell, while laughed at in his first press conference, the whole knee-biting thing, Dan Campbell has installed toughness, physicality, run the ball, beat people up, et cetera, et cetera. Mike Vrabel, who, to me, this is how I perceive Mike Vrabel, Ohio State, Pittsburgh Steelers, New England Patriots. Now he's the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. And if you look back at the Titans, 
they really tried to build their team by drafting in the first round Big Ten offensive linemen. Big, strong, mean, physical, running, like, you know, rushing type offensive linemen. Guys that can run the football, you know, which they obviously did with Derrick Henry. Vrabel checks the boxes for the Chargers for this for two reasons. One, not a first-time head coach. Two, costs much less than Jim Harbaugh. So you could accomplish your goal of saying, we got a legitimate, established, former NFL head coach, who, by the way, is a former player that's relatively contemporary. Um, and you know what? He's been a head coach. He's been somewhat successful. He doesn't cost nearly as much as Jim Harbaugh. And it, it actually works. I could see Vrabel before I could see Harbaugh. That's yeah, just, too. that's an initial opinion. Me too. Because if you're looking at numbers, I would assume, you know, because he was a first time head coach, he won't be on the lower end. He'll be in the middle. You know, he'll be in the middle. He's not going to go in there and command $15 million by any means. You're looking at a guy that's going to make seven, maybe eight, maybe. And you're looking at a guy that's going to come in and put his stamp on it. A guy that necessarily doesn't really make personnel decisions. A guy that would, go along with a general manager and a, and a president of football ops, but a guy that would establish like, you don't come in my locker room. This is my locker room. I could 100% see that before I could see Harbaugh. Yeah. And it's, it's simply good, because it's a interview. he's a mini Harbaugh. Yeah. No, it's a good, it, it is a good interview for the Chargers. Man, listen, y'all, y'all going, Scott, you tiptoed around it. I'm, I'm going to say this one more time. Is he affordable? Because if he's affordable, then he's the best selection. Well, let me ask like you this question. Let me ask you this. You ready? Would you mm -hmm. rather spend seventeen million on Harbaugh, mm -hmm. or would you rather spend seven million on Vrabel? Like, what? Like when you think about the money, mm -hmm. and you think about the coaching resumes, mm -hmm. and you think about the age, and you think about you know desire. Mm -hmm. And I say desire because if you're Mike Vrabel, you want to hurry up and get another head coaching job. If you're Jim Harbaugh, Quick. you're you're if you're Jim Harbaugh, you're sort of flirting. Because you have Michigan, and that's your home. You have a job already, and you and you're going to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, and you're a godlike figure in a little teeny tiny college town. Mm -hmm. Do you do you do you want to spend 17 million for Harbaugh, or could you get similar value for 10 million less a year from Vrabel? That's not even a debate for me. Give me Jim Harbaugh. Give me the guy who I've seen take a team to the Super Bowl with a lesser known quarterback. Give me the guy who went to three straight NFC Championship games. Give me him. Mm -hmm. Give me him. Okay. I like Mike Vrabel as a dude. I think he's a solid NFL head coach. But if we're talking about the difference is 10 million, the difference is 10 million for a reason. The guy's coming in with pedigree. The guy's coming in with respect. And the guy's coming in with a track record of winning everywhere he's gone. Mike Vrabel cannot say that right. at but, all. But, but, Harbaugh, but Harbaugh is hot right now. So you're paying top dollar. Cool. Vra he's, been hot. Vrabel, he's been hot since day one. Vrabel might be 80% of the coach but at 30% of the cost. What I like about Vrabel is like all the stuff you said about Harbaugh. What I hate about Vrabel is that he's a defensive guy, which means you still have to find the coordinator to yep. bring out the best in Herbert. And the yep. same thing that Browner just said, once you find that coordinator that brings out the best in Herbert and you have success, that coordinator leaves to become a head coach, which Correct. is why I always say, if you can, I much prefer my head coach to be an offensive guy because when the offense is clicking, the coach ain't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let me ask you guys this question really quickly, because uh, coming up in the next segment, our man Craig Dato is going to come by from Sports Injury Central, and they have been 
on fire with their NFL picks. And by the way, Craig is going to give out free picks for people um, based all on data, not based on like his own opinions at all. And, uh, and Dato is going to give you guys a whole bunch of free picks coming up. But before we get there, speaking of picks, let me talk to you guys about prize picks because I have not made decisions yet as to what I'm doing um, for the weekend, you know, for the divisional round. And I'm looking at the, uh, at the prize picks app and I'm trying to decide where I'm going with all of this. And now that prize picks has um, some variations on their games. For example, you could turn $10 into a thousand dollars, which is really actually hard to believe. But when you take basketball and NFL and you kind of put them together and you have combo projections across both sports, they've got this specials league. Browner, this is so up your alley. And it's a league that is created just for combos uh, picks. So what you do is you take, I'll give you an example. You take LeBron James and you put him together with Travis Kelsey and at a 10 and a half number uh, for three point shots made and receptions. If you told me, that I could take LeBron James and Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey is going to have six receptions. I think LeBron James is going to have five three-point shots. So I'm going to play more in that combination. Um, and I could turn th this could be big money as we go from basketball to football. So I'm trying to figure out how am I going to play this weekend when it comes to the NFL playoffs? And will I play in this combo league and put something together? You know, like, like could I take Steph Curry? for more than 29 points and Jokic for more than 10 rebounds. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just, I'm, I have, can I take Christian McCaffrey for more than 75 yards rushing, put him together with Patrick Mahomes for more than two touchdowns passing and start to play the combo between NFL and NBA. What do you think Brown? Well, listen, if you tell me I can win a hundred times my money at $10, I'm in, I'm in. That's a number two at McDonald's. That ain't really a hard conversation for me to have. <laughs> McDonald's so expensive now. What's the number two at McDonald's? Ain't it? Two cheese, uh, two cheeseburger meal. That's okay. not the number two. That's, that's the number seven now. Chris, come on that's now. Number seven. Come on now. Even they I know that one. My bad. Come on. That's on come me. On, hey, that's on me. That's on me. Yeah. They rearranged the the numbers. That's on Alex. Me. Have you if you go if you go back to Prize Picks and you pull up the website and I want to encourage everybody go to prizepicks.com slash great friends prizepicks.com slash great friends they'll match your first deposit hundred percent up to hundred bucks. I'm looking today at the special section. So they've got a whole bunch of like hockey guys in here in the special section today. So if I play both of these and I'm going to, I'm going to take it right now for, for more. And I don't even know who these, these hockey guys are. Um, How dare you not know who these hockey guys are? I don't know who they are. I man. know who Connor McDavid is. Okay. And then what about, do you know, Artemi Panarin? Do you know who that is? No. Yeah. He's, he's a no. forward for the Rangers. Oh, are you sure? No. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking, I'm looking into these, this special section. Cause I want to play this this weekend. I want to figure out how to play this. And I, I want to take that shot. I want to take that $10 and possibly turn it into a thousand dollars. So I'm in on this. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. So I don't know if anybody has any smart ideas, hit me up. Will you please prize picks.com. Friends. We are, you said you're creating a formula, but you haven't told us your formula yeah. yet. I will. I don't know if I want to share it with people. I might want to keep the winners to myself. All right. Mm. Well, can you share it with your close pals here, man? If I find one. Okay. <laughs> Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. For those of you that are watching right now, you can click on the QR code and go directly there. For those of you that are listening on radio, you're listening on audio podcast, uh, just go to that, that landing page. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. And remember, they'll match that first deposit 100% up to 
$100. Okay. Uh, we've talked a lot of NFL. We've talked coaching carousel. We've talked coaching interviews. We've talked some divisional round. Uh, we haven't gotten to San Diego State basketball, which I want to get to because I was watching that game last night. So stick around. Plus, Dato's coming up next and Dato's giving out winners. Um, and now I know how Alex has been so on fire in his NFL picks. Stick around, everybody. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, um, this is the Cox exclusive. So if you're watching on TV, um, you're catching up to us, man. This is us, the three of us and all of you guys. And sometimes, sometimes, depending on what happens here, we throw this thing up on YouTube. So be prepared. You might be catching us there as well. Uh, we are brought to you by PrizePix, prizepix.com slash great friends, where now you could take $10 and you could turn it into $1,000 when you start doing these combo plays between the NBA and the NFL, if you took LeBron James and you put them together with Travis Kelsey and you said, hey, look, between three-point shots and receptions, they're going to get more than 10.5, you got a chance to win some real money. But you got to go to that combo area, um, that specials area uh, that's on PrizePix. PrizePix.com slash great friends. Look for the specials section. PrizePix.com slash great friends. They match your first deposit 100% up to $100 and get in because uh, now the way they're putting these, these specials together between basketball and football, now's your chance to win some serious cash. All right. Um, we've been talking a lot of football on the radio and rightly so, because I mean, we're pulling into what will be, you know, probably the best weekend of the entire season, these four games. And, um, and then there's all this coaching news. I mean, all these head coaching opportunities and vacancies and then assistant coaches are finding themselves out of work. So guys are trying to put together their staff. So Alex, uh, what's the, what's the latest out there right now? So this is another name that is incredibly fascinating for the Chargers. Hmm. One that kind of came out of left field. Okay, don't tell me. Can I can I have some hints? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll ask representation. Okay, so oh. black, black gentleman. Hey. According to Adam Schefter, Wait, the Chargers are also are also now in compliance with the Rooney Rule with all their I'm, interviews that they've done. Oh. I'm going to take a I'm going to take a stab here. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. How about the Chargers finally interview Eric Bieniemy? That is not the name that I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. Um, would be it, a first time NFL head coach. Would be a first time NFL head coach. And the way you just said NFL makes me think that this person may have been a college head coach. That's accurate. Okay. Was he a college head coach last year? No. Um, was he an NFL assistant last year? No, I don't think so. I'd was he, that up. I was he in, was he, was he in coaching last year? I believe he was in broadcasting this year. I believe. Okay. Okay. Um, in broadcasting this, maybe not even year. in broadcasting has been in broadcasting before though. Uh, okay. How about this? Mm -hmm. Um, wait, you say, was he a, this would be a, he would be a first time NFL head coach. Yes. Okay. I was going to say Tony Dungy, but that's not right. Um, was a long time head coach in college does have NFL experience as an assistant. Um, long time head coach in college. Uh, was in an the NFL twelve in a, in the Pac twelve uh, African American oh oh David um from Stanford David David uh, Shaw David Shaw the Chargers interviewed David Shaw today now what's he been doing uh, he was from Stanford in two thousand twenty two and I haven't seen or heard from him since 
but but there's a connection here. Um, I want to say, check me on this. You might be able to pull this up or Google it quickly. Mm -hmm. I want to say David Shaw might be from San Diego. And I want to say that maybe, yes. maybe his dad may have coached for the San Diego Chargers way back when. I'm I'm trying David to piece Shaw it together. David Shaw was a pass game coordinator and wide receivers coach for the Chargers in 2006. Okay, 2006. Okay. Yeah. Um, is he, is he from San Diego, David Shaw? He was born in San Diego. Yeah. Okay. And, and okay. I, 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 and I don't know if his father was or was not a coach for the Chargers. I guess maybe I was thinking that there's some connection to the Charger franchise mm -hmm. and maybe that's it. Maybe the fact that he was a uh, coach for the Chargers back in, you know, 2006 ish when the Chargers was, were really uh, elevated. He David. was Jim Harbaugh's passing coordinator at USD. That's it. Wow, interesting. So it wasn't the Chargers; well, it was the University mistake. of San Diego. I just read the wrong San Diego. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. So I look, man. I uh, this is this is this is to do due diligence. This is to check a box, and this is why the, these hires are you know looked at with a side eye from some people, because is he gonna get that job? Absolutely not. Is he gonna go in there and impress them enough that they will make a recommendation for whoever they hire to put him on their staff? maybe what, what, wait, what we, recommendation are they making to for, to for david shaw i mean they don't need but this is but this is what that. i'm saying so why you're doing this interview simply to justify the rule that you have to interview a minority candidate well have they, they interviewed, interviewed other? a lot of minority candidates they interviewed Ooh. leslie frazier they interviewed steve okay. wilkes there's a lot of different rules in the rooney rule now like you gotta and they all gotta be external you can't just do like within Kind of thing. Okay. I don't know. There's a lot of rules. It's kind. Of, it's complex now. It's a whole. He's not getting that job. About the Rooney Rule. No, I don't think he's getting the job either. But I will. I will I'll, I'll give the Chargers this, this, uh, credit, if you will, which is, um, you talk about diligence. Hey, let's talk to everybody, because because everybody thinks Belichick. Everybody thinks Harbaugh. Some people think Pete Carroll. Those are the biggest and best available names. Well, when you get to that next level down. Then you think about Mike Vrabel, okay? Um, because go down he, another okay, one. Okay, and then and then you well, right? Then you go down. Leslie Frazier hasn't been in the game, but you know what? Let's interview him. Let's well. talk to him. David Shaw was out Never last again. year. I mean, Browner. By the way, I agree with you. Just so you know that that guys like Leslie Frazier, who hasn't been in football for the last year and is probably now well into his sixties, maybe even a, a hair older than that, um, and a guy like David Shaw. Neither of those guys, in my opinion, are legitimate head coaching no. candidates. Um, and to me, I'm with you. They're just you. You interview. Hey, we got to interview a couple of black guys because we got to satisfy right. the Rooney rule. So, you know, can I say this? We've though? done that. Yeah. And I've said this. This is my ongoing theme of what they're doing. They're setting themselves up to have to hire one of these big name guys. Like if if you are a Charger fan and you're looking at Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, David Shaw, like if you're looking at these names coming into your building and you don't get any of them, I'll be real pissed off. Well, I'll be David real Shaw, pissed off. Is David Shaw a guy you'd be happy about? I don't see why you would be not happy about David Shaw if you, but you ended up if, with another coordinator. Well, wait, if but you, David if Shaw, you, I mean, if you told me, if I was a, as a Charger fan, if you told me at the end of this coaching cycle, we hired David Shaw, I'd be hot pissed i'd be hot you could have hired him at any point in time 
What do you mean that's the guy that guy blew your socks off to that point where all we needed was money at this point? Again, this is seen as the best job available due to the quarterback. Okay. And you mean to tell me we only could get David Shaw? We couldn't get Mike Vrabel. We couldn't get Pete Carroll. We couldn't get Bill Belichick, who's talking about going to Atlanta with no quarterback. Like, I'm as a fan, if David Shaw was the, and I love representation, but as a fan, if David Shaw is your guy, I am really upset with the organization because you just failed me. You interviewed a thousand people and you hired the thousand and one guy I didn't want. I'm just getting a text from somebody. Um, yeah, I swear to you guys, true story. As we're having this conversation, um, a writer from a well-known publication is texting me saying the Chargers just completed an in-person interview with former Stanford coach David Shaw for their head coaching job. As if, like, it's not like, hey, this is a really amazing thing or, hey, this is a piece of information you might not know. This is like like laughing. Look, if if you're gonna if if you can't get Harbaugh and you don't want to pay Harbaugh fifteen million dollars a year, I would say the next best thing is an available guy like a Mike Vrabel. Okay, fine. But if but if you couldn't get a Vrabel, I'd much rather get an up and coming coordinator from the NFL than the go to a Johnson. guy who was a college coach at Stanford who's been out of the game for the last year. I would I, rather have Leslie. Maybe Shaw Frazier. presents nothing for me. I would rather have Leslie Frazier. Than, than, than Shaw. He's been in the league. He was successful yeah, you, in the league. Yeah, you didn't you didn't have Leslie Frazier as your head coach, dog. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's thank why I'm you, saying, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at a dude that had a lot of success at Stanford. Like, at least he's a name. And he's, like, not a name. You can't give me. Here's the thing. You can't give me another coordinator. You can't. You can't give me another coordinator. Uh, you, you another first-time head coach. Another first-time. Right. You yeah, better take you this medicine. You right, better well, take this medicine, brother. Well, let, let's keep this going because yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'll yeah. tell you, man, this is, this is becoming really – it's becoming more interesting by the day and by the interview. themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's – just like, what do we do? Yeah. Like, who we, do we uh, need? Who's this guy? We've interviewed like 12 guys. What's that guy's right. name again? The guy yeah. we like. What was the guy's name? He, yeah. he's, he's the offensive the coordinator. Here. What's his yeah. name? Right? What was that guy? I know. It's becoming more confusing. Hey, um, the halftime exclusive being presented by PrizePix. PrizePix.com slash great friends. They match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks, And now you can turn 10 bucks into a G. Stick around, everybody. <laughs> All right, great friends. Hey, it is Thursday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew. Grande, the brown man, are here. Craig Dato's getting ready to join us in a matter of seconds from Sports Injury Central. And uh, this is good news because today's Thursday. And if you want to start getting in your plays for the weekend of the NFL divisional round, Craig's going to have some picks for us. That's all based on the six-score algorithm. And, uh, you know, let's bring him on right now. Here comes Craig. Here comes Dato. You know, everybody knows Dato. Everybody loves Dato from his old days back at the track. But now... My man got Sports Injury Central, him and Doc Chow, and uh, he can make us a little bit of money today. Hey, Craig, what's up? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing really good, as a matter of fact. Um, Six Score has been on fire with their picks, which is good for you, but it's bad for me and Browner because Alex knows all the inside information, and he has been if, – if I showed you our chart of our documented picks this year, we should be charging people for Alex's picks. Or – Alex is just using all the six score algorithmic information. And that's why he sounds so smart. I'm not exactly sure. He makes it seem like he's super smart, 
Now I'm starting to think that he's just using all the six score information. Alex, what's the answer to that? Um, a little bit of both. I would say I'm smart because I'm using the six score algorithm information. <laughs> well, Alex, like has to, I... <laughs> Alex has to sit next to me on Sundays and watch me sweat out my bets. He sits right yeah. next to me when we watch the games and he sees me. You know, yeah, it is probably it, it actually is more entertaining than games themselves because the games sometimes are <laughs> the games sometimes are out of hand or they're not even important anymore. And Craig's sweating out, you know, because he needs to win by ten and a half, not you know, not just the wind. So it's yeah. it's it's very entertaining. Yeah, it would be yeah. fun. It would be to get Dato together with Jason Lawhead watching games because Lawhead is just unbearable. I mean, people cannot be around him when when watching football, you know, especially well, and, he's known, and he's known for putting out Facebook and Instagram posts mid game with his feelings. So you, you see it. <laughs> you see this last weekend. I don't know if you guys are paying attention. He, I believe, uh, threatened to smash his TV at least three times. Mm-hmm. He actually tweeted out, what kind of TV do you guys recommend I buy after I smash this one? That's yeah, how he, good it was going he for He told him. me that his, uh, his, he told his wife, he's like, look, we, we need a new TV anyway. So given the way the Browns were playing, <laughs> he decided to smash his TV. By the way, uh, Craig, I'm no longer a Browns fan. Oh, did your buddy get traded, or, or I mean, did he go to another job, or what? No, he got get fired. fired. Oh man, where do you think he'll end up? My my dream scenario is is that he becomes uh, the offensive coordinator and play caller of the Steelers. And uh, earlier today, Mike Tomlin had a press conference, and apparently, when asked, you know, uh, who's the offensive coordinator going to be, his I'm paraphrasing, but Tomlin said something to the effect of the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers is not currently in our building. Ah, well, he fits that description. I just mm-hmm. know that uh, I, I can say this. They've already, th- there's been dialogue, put it that way. You know what I'm saying? So I love it. Hey, um, before we get to some of these six score picks, I have to just tell you a quick story. So um, obviously for years when you were running the track, me and Billy Ray and Alex and Browner and Linda and our whole crew, we used to come and broadcast there all the time and so on. Um, last night I had dinner with the original big old rascal himself. Wow. Haven't haven't seen Billy Ray in a while, and people are always asking me, "Man, how's Billy Ray doing? You know, how's he doing?" I'm like, you know, I haven't seen him in a while, so I I called Kimberly. I said, "Kim, you got we got to go have dinner." And uh, there's a picture of Billy Ray, big old smile, happy as can be, and uh, and his wife Kimberly, you know, Kimberly Hunt, she came yep. to dinner last night. There's me and Rachel and Kim and Billy Ray, and um, there we are with with San Diego's first couple, and it was a great <laughs> night. It was a beautiful dinner, but man, um. I don't know if anybody watches local news. Kimberly hasn't been on the news in a long time. Um, I don't know if it's like public or what, and maybe I should just watch what I say, but you know, she got hurt at work and she has not been on the air for a really long time, dude. She's recovering. Yeah. And I don't know how, I don't know how much longer it's going to be. So anyway, for those of you that have asked uh, Billy Ray's doing great, happy as can be healthy, a big smile on his face. And, uh, and people were happy to see those pictures. So thanks to everybody for reaching out. All right, Craig, let's, uh, let's jump right in here. Because you guys have been on fire. As a matter of fact, the game that you gave me was last week was Kansas City over Miami. And I, I figured, look, Miami, they're not going to be able to play in the cold weather. It's going to be freezing cold. Uh, but more than that, Doc Chow was on last week, and he said the injuries to the Dolphins' pass rushers is going to help Kansas City because their weakness is their pass protectors. So I loaded up on Kansas City last week and i'm hoping that you'll help us out this week what do you say man all right well we're gonna stick with kansas city 
we really like Kansas City over Buffalo. And if you if you break down the numbers, the Kansas City six score is 91.9. That is a very healthy team, especially this time of the year. They're the healthiest team in the playoffs right now. Kansas, City, the the other, Kansas City is the healthiest team in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're very healthy. On the other hand, Buffalo is only an 81.1. And you saw a lot of those injuries happen last weekend. They are especially vulnerable on the defensive side. You can see the red in the middle of the field that Alex has up there. Um, their their linebacker core is just decimated. You know, we already we already knew about Milano. He was already out for the year. Bernard got hurt last week. He's going to be out. And your third starting linebacker, Dobson, is very, very iffy. So when you've got what we call a cluster of injuries in the linebacker core, look for a big day for Travis Kelsey, Pacheco. Um, overall, if you look at the offensive six score number for Kansas City, which is 93.7, again, really healthy. Compare that to the Buffalo defensive number, which is a low 68.3, really low. That's a gigantic advantage of 25.4. So look for the KC offense to finally get revved up to what we thought it might be at the beginning of the year and have a big day against Buffalo. All right. So um, any, I, any way, sort I, of I played Pacheco last week. I played him twice on prize picks. I played him in two different combinations. I went more yards and then I went less yards passing for um for for Tua so you've given us Pacheco and Kelsey so Browner I hope you're listening in on this because now I'm using Pacheco and Kelsey in my prize picks listen I've been trying to use six score to man, make a little kiss ass mm -hmm. but again football I get close no cigar they be right <laughs> they be right I'll be yeah. wrong it be yeah. me is there any sort of uh I know you guys take injuries and all that into account but is there any like pause that it's Patrick Mahomes' first true playoff road game. So here's the deal, Alex. Whenever I start to use my gut and actually use my brain and my opinion, <laughs> I lose. So I have learned that I only go by the numbers. It's got to be completely objective, and the numbers are clearly pointing at KC. So Love that's it. what I'm going to do. Love it. I agree, okay. too. Okay. Uh, Craig, do you want to give us, or do you guys have any strong opinions about the, um, the other games? Cause you guys have been really hot. I mean, six score, I think you guys are winning. I, I think I read that you guys are winning at like a 60% clip. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. We've had a great season. So I got to be honest with you. Part of being a good better, in my opinion, is knowing when not to bet. Mm -hmm. And the <laughs> other three games, there's really not much of an advantage. So I'm going to say the only game I want to give out is the Casey Buffalo game. You could make an argument that the spread in the 49er game is too high and maybe go lean a little bit towards Green Bay, but I'm from the Bay Area. Again, this is me using my heart, but I'm not touching that game. Uh, the Niners may roll. I'm just going to bet the one game this weekend. Hmm. I know you didn't want to hear that. I'm sorry. No, but it's okay. It's it, that's it, a big it, that's a big okay. number though. Yeah, no, it's okay by me. Um, it really is okay by me. I I don't need to bet every game. You know, I want to try and bet on the game that I'm going to win. Um, last week, for example, I bet on the uh, Browns to beat the Texans, and I think they were like a point and a half or two point favorites, and that obviously blew up in my face. And then I had to come back with that Kansas City Miami game later, which was the one that I was most sure about. So if you're telling me that the uh, data says that Kansas City should – and what what is the line in that Kansas City-Buffalo game? Just Does anybody know it? 
Last three. I saw was two and a half. Buffalo's favorite. Buffalo. Okay, so Buffalo's favorite to win the game because they're at home and everybody's mm-hmm. going to want to jump on them because they've been mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. But and and again, what Alex points out that Kansas City has not in the Patrick Mahomes era. They've never played a road playoff game. I mean, outside of the Super Bowl. So um, I'm going to just load up on Kansas City and just leave it at that. And that's that's the last game of the weekend anyway. Yep. Sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. I know you said you don't like you only bet the games that you're sure of, but is there is there a game that you would tell betters like don't even touch that one? Like is is the algorithm telling you guys like that is just a trap? Like don't yeah. even look at that one. Um but I think I that's know. equally important because sometimes when you look at these numbers, they're so big right. that you're like, really? Like Niners are like 10 points better than the Packers. The Packers are playing the best they've played all season. Like I yeah. like is that like a trap right there kind of thing? Like because everybody assumes the Niners are gonna roll over a team that's not supposed to be there? I think the Niners will roll over them, but the numbers don't bear it out, so I'm st- I'm staying away. Right. Um, I wouldn't call the other games traps, but, for example, um, in the Houston-Baltimore game, I mean, uh, Houston has a little bit of an advantage, but not enough to be actionable, so stay away from that. And on, and on the other game, uh, Tampa-Detroit, uh, Tampa's got a little bit of an advantage, um, but again, not actionable. So for me, unless there's a real injury discrepancy, a real advantage, I just stay away. Just let me throw some, maybe, maybe play a little prize picks and enjoy, but I wouldn't bet it straight. Let me throw some your way. The way that the Packers were able to just jump on the Cowboys and just kind of stun them. And it took the Cowboys a minute to kind of gather their, their position. I think Green Bay is going to do that to San Francisco as well. Because what we have seen is from behind, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Rubber from behind, Brock Purdy doesn't play us doesn't play the same. No. no. So if you don't, do you do you think that there's a chance that that could happen? I generally in these situations, I've seen it every year. You got a team that wins their first game in the wild card round. They play a divisional team that has a bye. Everyone's hyped, and then the division, then the team with the bye just rolls. I could see the Niners winning by twenty one. I really could. I mean, let's yeah, be honest. Too. The Niners are so happy they don't have to play the Rams. Let's be honest. You know, it's funny you're saying this because I'm looking now. So the Texans and the Ravens, you say that that is a game that the 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 health data on both sides is so close that you don't call it an actionable game. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, so the Ravens are nine-point favorites. Right. Ooh. The Texans are like kind of – they're hot. They're on a roll. But, but if I look at the way they beat – Cleveland last week and that the fact that they were at home now you have a dome team going into what is supposed to be 28 degree weather in Baltimore and you've got a Baltimore team that's been off for a week so they're either super healthy and fresh or they're kind of rusty so like my gut just says I would stay away from that game but if you forced me to have to play it I probably would take Baltimore just to have a little bit of action on the game Everything um, you said is exactly like the Niner Packer game. You got mm-hmm. a you got a team that you know barely got in the playoffs, who won the who won a wild card round team. Now they got to play against the big boys. Can yeah. they step up? We'll see. Yeah, and 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 as far as the Bucks and the Lions, again, these are games that you called you know un, not actionable. Detroit is a six and a half point favorite, and I would guess that most people don't believe in Detroit enough because they've never been good in our entire lifetime. And they just barely snuck by with one point over the Rams last week. And we all saw the Buccaneers and what they did to the defending NFC champions who were a disaster going into these playoffs. So maybe there's more belief in the Bucs. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to think now more like 
a better because I I've never really bet football until this year. And I'm I'm feeling like what Vegas is trying to get me to do is Vegas is trying to get me to say, no, the Texans are hot, take the Texans, and then the Ravens blow them out. No, the Packers just beat up on the Cowboys, so take them because it's a, such a big line, and then the Niners crush them. And then the Lions, who just barely snuck by the Rams, oh, we all saw what the Buccaneers did, but Philadelphia was terrible. And then the Lions wind up playing much better and, and you know win by 10 points. I, I think I'm going to take all the home teams to cover other than the Buffalo Bills. This is why Scott's record is not as good as mine. <laughs> you just told is, is him to not do you just told him to not do what he just said he's gonna do right but now but now <laughs> you know what's happened to me let me tell you what's happened um now i've become a football better mm-hmm. I, I i'm not gonna say i'm a degenerate gambler i'm just gonna say that now the game is not as fun if i don't have action on it and i never i never felt like that my entire life never and you Welcome. just explained why Welcome. 23 million people watch the game on Peacock. Yeah. not <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, Craig Dato is here from Sports Injury Central, and the only game he's given to us today is Kansas City to cover against Buffalo, um, and it's all based on the health data. Can you just explain to everybody who's listening and watching the whole sure. six-score algorithm so people understand the credibility behind it? Sure. So Dr. Chow, who's my partner, who's 17 year team doctor for the Chargers. Most people in town know who he is. He's got this incredible ability to watch replays of injuries, hear what the teams are saying and come up with a diagnosis of exactly what's going on with the player and how it's going to affect the team and the matchup. So we go in and give six scores between zero and 100 to all the players on each team. We then take those scores and put them into an algorithm that produces a score for the team. And over the first four years of this company, when you look at those scores and look at them head to head in a matchup, if there's a 10 point differential or bigger, that's an actionable bet. And over the years, it's been close to 60% accurate against the spread, which is absolutely amazing. So again, I take my brain out of it. I just look at the numbers and you know, 60%, you're going to lose four out of 10, but in the long haul, you're going to win. And I got something, I got, I got something special for you today, Scotty, for you and your great friends. Okay. If you want to buy our, all of our picks on a given week, it's uh, $50 to do that. I'm going to give it out for free this week to all the great friends. Um, because you know, they've been hearing me give out one pick here and there, but I want them to see everything we do. And frankly, I want them to win. So if you go to our site, go to the sick pick section and you sign up for sick picks for one week. Again, it's $49.99 and you put in the promo code Kaplan. Absolutely free this week. So Alex, could you possibly navigate that for everybody who's watching and show us what that might look like? So, okay. You go to the homepage of six score.com S I C six score.com. You go to the homepage and then you go to, there's a navigation button that says sick picks. Yes. Okay. Up on the top menu. Yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. And then, um, and then all you do is, is you put in the promo code Kaplan and you're going to give them the free stuff. Like, do they have to put in a credit card or anything? Yeah. You got to put in a credit card just for this week, but you, you know, you don't, it doesn't obligate you to buy it every week, but you just fill it out like you're buying it. And at the end you put in Kaplan and you get, and you get uh, a free week of picks. Okay. Hey guys, listen, um, Craig has been part of the show for 20 years. Um, for most of that time, he was running the track. He left the gambling world of horse racing and got into the gambling world of football injuries and, and picks. 
And so, you know, he's a great friend and we like to support our own around here. So give him some love and check it out. Six score, S I C six score.com and use that promo code Kaplan. And you're going to get the week's worth of picks for free. That's usually 50 bucks. It's yours for free. Might as well try it out. Right. He's giving it to you for free. Yeah. Take a look. Beautiful. All right, All right guys. All right, man. We'll have a great day and good luck this weekend. All right. Thanks guys. Appreciate you. All right, man. You too. All right. Hey, Alex, um, you know, Charlie from the, from yeah, Craig's checking oh, out. And like, slammed right? his, right? Uh, he slammed his computer oh, down. Man, that was an exit. <laughs> Dang, uh, dude. Well, when we get into the uncensored portion of today's podcast, Charlie from Tory Holistics is going to come by. And um, before we get to him, can we get to mm-hmm. a highlight of the day for everybody who's listening? Yeah. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Yeah, promo code is better, bud. Spend a minimum of 75 bucks at Tori and California Holistics. Tori and California Holistics. I need to go to California today, by the way. And you get promo code better, bud, and you, you, you will get 20% off your purchase at Tori and California Holistics. Did Browner hook you up with a uh, little, little bit of love, a little bit of sugar from uh, California Holistics? Yeah, a while ago. I don't know if there's new. Is he holding oh, back? Yeah. yeah, I definitely told you, Brown, wow. earlier this month that uh, they were all hooked up down there. Did you not go down there and hook it up? No, bro. I ain't been down there. I ain't got no. You might have told me nothing. All right. Well, we'll talk to Charlie about it in the, in the uncensored. So, um, you know, as far as the highlight of the day goes, I'm going to be curious to see what you come up with because we didn't get to this story at all about your Aztecs. I'm wondering if that's where you're headed. I was going to say, like, I, let's save that for exclusive. How about okay. that? Good uh, idea. Because I was going to, I was like, I would like to get your guys' thoughts. On something more important okay. to the younger generation. Okay. Uh oh. The lineup of the 2024 Coachella has been released. Mm-hmm. And either I'm old or I don't like current music because well, these headliners are not for me. Here's what I can oh tell my, you. Oh, Here, let me tell you. Man. Let me tell you this. You ready? My daughter, who's 17, who has mm-hmm. been to Coachella, um, and I'm like 99.9% sure she saw, she saw Doja Cat there already. My daughter said to me the, uh, the other day, she goes, dad, good news. I said, tell me, what is it? She said, um, we don't have to buy Coachella tickets this year. And I said, okay, that's the good news. She goes, yeah, because the lineup is so bad that I have no interest in going. Put it, put it back up on the screen, Alex. Take a look at this lineup. Go ahead. Take yeah, us so your Friday, your Friday headliner is Lana Del Rey. Which sounds like I like Lana Del Rey. Okay. Yeah, but for a headliner at Coachella? Anyways. No. Uh, Saturday, no. Tyler, the creator. I like him, but he's not a headliner either, by the way. And Sunday, Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good on that too. And then I think I see that no doubt is kind of like popping in and out over the course of the days and the weekends and whatever. And I'm like, and listen, I love Gwen Stefani and I, I like no doubt. I like them. Um, I've seen them a bunch. You that's know, to get I the think, old people there. I guess that's so. To I, that, that's to get it. the moms, the moms yeah. and dads out there that'll pay for the tickets. I do, I do <laughs> like, I do like, like Bessel Pluma is, do, is, is, is not a headliner, but he's like the second biggest on Friday, which is awesome for like mm-hmm. Mexicans. That's, that's mm-hmm. a big deal for him. Okay. What, what uh, else like are the other second to biggest acts, you know, on the other day? Yeah. Uh, Blur, which is the, I only know one song of them. Woo. Yeah. Okay. The same way. She's the most boring performer. Yeah. I think I've ever seen in my life next to Snoop. Hmm. Yeah. This is just go weird. see ACDC and how boring that it's is. Just weird, man. Weird. <laughs> Yeah. I saw a fake one where they had Spice Girls on one of the days, and I was like, "That see, that'd be cool." Yeah, but that's a fake one, not a real one. Yeah, they always seem to do like some sort of reunion at Coachella or something, you know, like Rage Against the Machine or whatever. But well, that's no. not happening. 
All right, let's do this. Hold on. We got it. We, we're, we're up against a break. Uh, we're in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. For those of you that are listening on radio, we got a lot of NFL coverage still coming. And for those of you that are on audio, podcast, and YouTube, let's go get uncensored. All right, everybody, it's time to get uncensored around here. And Charlie Rolfs, who is the chief marketing officer at Torrey and California Listics, is stopping by. It's our first visit with Charlie of the new year. And Charlie, I got to tell you, man, the stash game is strong, brother. Thank strong. You. What's Way going on? Life. That thing is for reals, yo. Thank you. I keep trying to grow out the beard. It's all patchy and stuff. So this is just who I am forever now. So like so <laughs> taking it to the grave with me. Oh, really? That thing, so now that's that's a, you're a, a lifer now. I think so. You know, I shave it off and it's like, you know, I don't even recognize myself anymore. It's just kind of one of those things that you do. And it's like, well, I guess I'm stuck with this now. Gosh. You're like a very younger version of Mark Marin right now. Oh, I'll take that. He's yeah, uh, like the, the, the mustache, the glasses, the hair. It's very, very Mark, Mark uh, Marin right General now. General yeah. displeased with society as a whole attitude. <laughs> that I didn't know, but sure. <laughs> uh, pretty funny, though. It fits uh, perfect. I wish I could uh, grow a mustache like that. I mean, I, I just I don't have what it takes to grow the stash, a beard. I try and grow like the, the best I can do is like a little like goatee. It looks like dirt on my face. I I don't know what happened to me along the way. You know, I got like no hair on my legs and I got no hair on my arms and I can't grow a beard and a mustache. I'm like a like a non hairy person. Like Josh Dobbs. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't just get blessed. that. God works in mysterious ways. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Who's Josh Dobbs play for? Uh, that I don't know anymore, but mm -hmm. he was on the Vikings. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't grow any facial hair? Well, that's just because he has a condition, but. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. That was a good joke if you got it. Yeah, which you didn't. So let's <laughs> no, just move on. Deep cut. <laughs> <Like> a, good... <laughs> a deep cut is right. Hey, guys, by the way, uh, Charlie, uh, I'm just, Charlie, I'm going to put out your business here on the air. Yeah. Uh, Charlie into boxing. That's like his thing, you know, and um, he and I were chatting on email and he was like, yeah, I'm just kind of hanging out right now. I'm kind of watching some old fights, you know, <laughs> and I turned him on to Paul Vaden. And oh, I, said, yeah. I, go, the I, bell. Go, I go, Charlie, if you're sitting around watching some old fights right now, check out my boy, Paul Vaden. You know, Paul is the only guy, Charlie, who's born and raised in San Diego, yeah. went to high school in San Diego. And he's the only guy from San Diego that ever became a world boxing champion. You know, we've had, obviously, we've had Heisman Trophy winners, Super Bowl winners. We've had NBA superstars, Hall of Famers, et cetera. But Paul Vaden's the only guy in San Diego County history that's ever became become a world champion boxer. And Charlie, when you go back and you watch some of these old Paul Vaden fights, what did you, what'd you learn? He's got chops, man. He's a real fundamentals boxer. He keeps his guard up. He punches fast. I just like the way he boxes. You know, that's my kind of my favorite kind of boxer. Everybody loves, you know, big you know, home run, you know, you know, one punch lights out boxers. But to me, I love watching the, watching the sport and watching the craft. It was just, you know, legit. You can see how, how and why he became world champion. Did you dig deep into his career? Do you, no, I'm you... just getting started. So oh, I'm brother, like, I'm, like I don't want to two, three fights in. Okay. I don't want to spoil it for you because this is like almost like now watching a series, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, um, I know I about his life. I just haven't seen the fights. Oh, so you did, you've, you've read about what happened to him? Yes. Okay. So you know that, you know, he, he was in a match mm -hmm. and one of the other guys that he, he, he knocked a guy out 
I want to say late in the fight, because Paul's philosophy was he wasn't going into a ring to knock somebody out. His philosophy was I'm taking you to deep waters because yeah. that's what I'm about. And he had two. He's going to love hearing this. He had two heroes growing up as a kid, Muhammad Ali and Michael Jackson. So he sort of modeled his whole boxing, mm -hmm. his, his just the way he fought, the way he dressed, um, the way he moved. It was all his his own interpretation of Michael Jackson and Muhammad Ali. Hell yeah. And and then, you know, it, he when I told him, Charlie, that you were studying him as a fighter and I showed him your email, like what you said about him, he wants me to give you his phone number and said he'd be happy to talk to you. And, you know, he coaches fighters now. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. I got to get him out to, to my gym. I box over at Maxwell's, you know, I'm, I've only been doing it about, I guess about a year now, you know, but it's been, it's one of those things that if you like it, it's, I've been addicted to sports before, you know, uh, nothing like boxing. Boxing is just, it gets its teeth in you, you know, it becomes yeah. a way of life almost yeah. even in between work and music and all these other things, you know, if I could hang it all up a little too late to go pro, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it. That would be amazing. Uh, That'd be cool. Hey, Charlie. So let, let's talk about the, you know, really the world that you live in, which yeah. is, you know, the world of cannabis products and, mm -hmm. um, and Toriolistics. We always tell everybody every day on the radio, uh, about our promo code better, bud. We, we put up this QR code on the screen so people can click it with their phone, but people can use this, this code better, bud, whether they're getting home delivery or they're in the shop and they can get 20% savings. But when we talk about 20% savings today, you usually come with some sort of education for us. I mean, not just for the three of us, but for everybody that's watching and listening. Uh, what's on your mind today? Yeah, so two things. One is uh, we actually just, Tory Holistics, just as of today, updated. Uh, we have the best now, the best new customer discount in San Diego. So you come in with your Kaplan code, BetterBud, get 20% off your first purchase. And come in, your second purchase, you're going to get 30% off. Your third purchase, you're going to get 35% off. So it's now the best deal in San Diego. Super stoked about that. And it's really just a way for us to say, you know, it kind of takes a few, it's like going on a few dates, I think, a dispensary. You know, you really got to give it a few tries before you really know if it's the spot for you. So that's our way of saying, hey, give us a try a couple of times. We'll make it super easy. We know, you, we know you're going to love us by visit three. So that's Listen. that's the first bit of exciting news. Now, Charlie, let me help you out because this may get into the internet. It may get into the weeds of the internet. I want people to know, okay? Toy Holistics is not the cheesecake factory of the date, okay? Just so we don't get this mixed up, okay? This is the Roots Chris, okay? This is the <laughs> highest level of a first date that you could take a, a, a significant other or a person of interest on, okay? This ain't something where you just say Applebee's, baby. So when you go up in there, no. Know what you're getting yourself into. This is high class. This is high class. So wait, are you saying, though, that when you walk in, you're like, hey, um, I've got the Kaplan code. It's better, bud. I get 20% off. Then I'm just saying hypothetically, two weeks later, you come in and you're like, hey, um, you know, I was here two weeks ago, which is already, you know, in the computer and everything. You're going to give us 30% off. And then is it all within a one month period of time you come back and you give 35% off? Or is it your third visit? Doesn't matter when it is. It doesn't matter. We'd love you to come three times in the same day. Well, you know, there's legal limits to how much we need to buy, but come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But, you know, it works for out-of-towners. If you, if, you know, if you're someone who splits time between San Diego and Arizona, when you, we see you once every six months, you know, however much time it takes you. It's, uh, you know, we just want people to get to know us. So it's wow. super easy. That is amazing. All right. So it's 20% off your first time when you use our code better, bud. It's 30% mm -hmm. your second visit and it's 35% your, your third visit. And that could all happen in a year. It could happen in a month. There's no restriction. That is, 
That is an amazing discount. Super smart. So you said you had something else. So you said you had two things. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's the, hey, this is exciting news I wanted to share. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and this is for both, you know, our seasoned smokers and maybe people who are flower consumers, vape consumers who are looking to try something a little, maybe a little new. And, you know, new is with an asterisk. Weed, a lot of these strains have been around for a long time. <clears throat> but I want to talk about what we, you know, heavy seasoned consumers call Z-terps. So terpenes or terps, first of all, are the naturally occurring compounds in lots of plants, fruits, vegetables, florals that make things smell and taste a certain way. Uh, linalool smells like lavender, uh, limonene, citrusy. Um, and it's responsible for the a lot of the effects of your cannabis. So certain terpenes uh, combine to make you feel a certain way. That's why certain weed makes you energetic and focused. Certain weed makes you fall asleep. Certain weed's good for pain, all of that stuff. And there's these terpenes. It's a combination of, I've got my notes here. It is a combination of three terpenes, humulene, limonene, and beta-pinene. And they combine together for some miraculous reason to create these candy terpenes. It tastes like candy. It's the craziest thing. And I don't mean that I, you know, adult audiences, 21 plus, you know, 18 with a medical card, but it's this sweet flavor that you will not believe that you're getting from your cannabis. And it's literally just weed. There's no other additional things added to it. And the smell and the flavor are unlike anything you've ever had. And my, my dad who, you know, smoked some weed, you know, child of the sixties and seventies, he came out to visit recently and I was like, you have to smoke this with me. You're not going to believe <laughs> that weed can taste like this. And it's, it's just such a unique flavor profile, smoking experience and the effects typically of these strains, you get strains like Skittles starts with a Z runts ends with a Z. Anytime you see a Z usually in a, in a cannabis flower, you know, strain name, it means it has these candy terpenes in it, these Z terps. And the effects are like kind of creative, a little bit silly. You know, you can get very high from it, but it's also functional. You know, you can still be a human. It's not, you know, you just like sit on the couch and laugh your ass off. I love smoking runts, especially runts, uh, before I'm writing music. And it's huge in the hip hop scene because of that. A lot of artists are, you know, have been smoking it forever and they use it when they write. And it's one of those things that if you haven't tried it before and you really want a unique smoking experience, we have right now on our shelves, we have Sour Skittles uh, by Up North at this great, great, great farm. Uh, and we have Buddies. We have this all-in-one live resin vape that is uh, Pink Runts with a Z. And that's those candy terps. And if you want to try something new, this is like my insider advice for people who haven't tried it before. It's going to be such a fun experience, you know. It's like, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it, it reminds me. I went to this bar in uh, in Las Vegas, and they had this drink where you know uh, it numbs your mouth and like changes your flavor profile for a little while. And it was it's one of those like almost dining experiences, like you know, blindfold dining, where it's like, whoa, I didn't know it could be like this. And I just, I, I love this. This is one of my favorite strains. So I just get super hyped talking about it. Please, <laughs> if you're a cannabis consumer, if you haven't tried any Skittles, Runts, anything with those Z terpenes in them. Yeah, there we go. Pink Runts. And the effects right. are fantastic too. And it's huge in California. You know, uh, when I was living in New York, 
this kind of weed wasn't really out there uh, at the time I was living there. So when I came out to California about, you know, 10 years or so, uh, I tried it. It was just like, ah, this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that is great advice. Seriously, like this is why we like to have Jan, you know, uh, because it just people who don't know the products the way you do. Uh, this is good advice for people to stop into the shop and and check it out. Hey, before you go, I just, and we all got to go. One quick thing. Mm -hmm. I, I got to tell you this product right here. I don't know if you can see this product right here. Mm -hmm. This is an amazing product. Um, it's Garden Society. And I think it's a fully female owned company. Yeah. And these um, are these gummies that we that are called Joyful and Present. And I've, I've hooked up a lot of friends of mine with this particular um, brand and strain. And what I love about this product is they come in five milligram gummies, but they hit fast. They're not, it's not like a gummy where you're waiting 45 minutes and you're like, oh my God, I'm not getting anything. And then you start taking more. This hits in like 15 to 20 minutes. This is a really, really great product right here. I love this product. Awesome, man. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Garden Society, not only is the product great, uh, but in the industry, you know, we all get to know each other really well. And the Garden Society people are just really passionate, female owned company. Um, they're just good people selling good weed and the edibles are del they're delicious too yeah. which is a huge bonus yeah big time uh hey charlie we're sending everybody your way 20 mm percent -hmm. off when you use our promo code better bud 30 percent off when you go for your second visit and 35 percent off when you go for your third visit that's an incredible offer and thanks for the education and uh good luck continuing to watch my man paul vaden's fights and we'll yeah. talk to you again real soon man looking forward to it all right. Hey, listen, everybody, we're back tomorrow for Friday. We got all the divisional round stuff. We're going to get deep into that. And, uh, and then we're going to end the week strong until tomorrow. Peace out, everybody.